So, William, you're getting angry phone calls? Angry phone calls. We got one today. You guys haven't released anything in a while. Yeah, it's true. We haven't. It's been a really, uh, it's been a really bleak time. I'm kidding. Hey, friends, <laughs> uh, we're dark. coming at you live from the beautiful, great outdoors of California. We're in yeah. a park. So, if you hear a, if you hear a bird chirping, or if you hear, you hear a children screaming? screaming, they're on a play place. It's, they're not actually being injured in any yeah. way. In any way. Across the way, there is, I think, it's an outdoor church group. Like they sit in a circle and preach the word over here to our right we got people having a picnic evening picnic behind you is a pool behind us is the pool and it's part of the reason we're here i got a son out there in, in his swim class so uh why are we in the park because this is the only daylight i've seen in a while and i, I gotta tell you it's worth it it's beautiful out here <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're stuck in your cave i'm stuck, I'm stuck in my cave yeah so uh i've been in a car a in a car time. so we saw a lot of daylight but i was in a car yeah, we drove all the way to Seattle. What do you? How'd it go? It's awesome. I mean, it's really, it's dude. This country's beautiful. Oh yeah, man. Once you Washington get out of, State, it's just oh, it's so gorgeous. beautiful. Well, the truth is, once you get out of the Central Valley in California on the five, yeah, it just it just becomes super beautiful. Yeah, the Central Valley is really ugly, but also it's the fruit basket of our nation, and give it more water, friends. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you drive through the, the Central Valley, you see those big signs the like, big don't signs. steal our water if you want food. If you want food. But yeah, it's a pretty bleak, pretty bleak place, but then just any, anything north of like Oakland, it's just like, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. So pretty. Or Sacramento. Like, yeah, Sacramento's fine. You Sacramento, you start, because Redding's right there. Yeah, there's some pretty stuff up there. It's very pretty. Yeah, but I so I like Seattle. So I used to think that I had seasonal affective disorder. This might be one of the repeat stories. Uh, I used to think that I got sad when it was cloudy, but I found out I just get sad when Rachel is sad, and Rachel gets sad when it's cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> so when I go to Washington by myself, it can rain the whole time, and I'm like, this is just beautiful. I love it. I so. think it's also you're also able to do that because you because you come from a solar climate. Is that why I, I haven't so. stored up stored up in my, in my yeah. bones? Because I found this winter time that where we've had such gray winter. Yeah, I mean we're into end of June and we're just now getting out of the 70s. Yeah, we're usually in the hundreds by now. I feel great about it. Yeah. I, and honestly, all the money I saved uh, while my air conditioning bill is enough to retire on. So I'm feeling great. <laughs> I'm feeling great. <laughs> In a third world country, but still, I, I'm fixing to retire, guys. So Venezuela. We did it. I hear there's some really great property in Ukraine. So There you go. There and, you go. and you have some connections. I, I just wouldn't be the first friend I have in, in the Ukraine. So, uh, Randy, how have you been? I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. Other than shot in your cave? Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm working like crazy. Part of the problem that you and I have in connecting is, in order to patch up some of the nonsense at work, I'm having all these meetings with the Ukraine in the morning. So that's when you and I used to pod. So now we find ourselves here in the evening in the park. It works. But this isn't terrible, man. This no, is, this is not this terrible. This is pretty nice. I think we should just find random places to pod at. Yeah. And just like, hey, we're podding I think we have airport. to get comfortable. Look, uh, some of my favorite podcasts, they're 100% on Zoom. We should maybe get comfortable with remote pods. I know. No, that's not going to work for us. feels horrible. No. But it works for other bantery, banteresque folks. Yeah. Look, I'm not selling it. I'm trying to warm the crowd up because it's inevitable. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Are you moving? No. To Ukraine? Yeah, exactly. I told you I'm going to Venezuela. What's your problem? Oh, brother. Wow. Uh, so I have a question for you. My question is, have you ever noticed 
that the culture of a specific place seeps into like everything of the place and that sometimes that's good and sometimes that bad. And the reason I, I definitely this- have and I actually I, I've, I've postulated on the air. I actually think that the 50 states actually have unique cultures and different, very different cultures. Yeah, most of them. So go ahead. Well, no, I mean, well, like, it's because we went through each state, right? So, like Portland, right? I, I'm thinking Portland. I don't know if you've watched the news, but Portland's like it's a bit of a little fiasco right now. Did, yeah. you, did you check? Did you check it out? Can you confirm? Yeah, we stayed in downtown Portland just because I thought it'd be cool, dude. It was the weirdest hotel. It's called the Nines, and uh, it's a Marriott hotel, but it's in downtown Portland. Okay, but it looks like it's straight out of the Hunger Games. Oh, it's one of those brutalist architecture, all concrete, circle windows. Um, no, like just super, super designery. Okay. And like it had like the the color scheme was white, white, and aqua, like minty, minty blue. Okay. And then like there's just oh, so it was the capital. It wasn't one of the districts. It was like yeah, the capital of the, the hundred capital. Years. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and all right. Like super, and like the people are little, helping little us slice of orange. Miami, right? Yeah. Right in downtown like Portland. Naked mannequins hanging out all yeah. over. Oh yeah, they have those in Hollywood. Yeah, there's like one. Have you ever here. seen the standard downtown in Hollywood? No, dude. In the so standard, much. in the lobby of the standard, they have this box behind the check-in that it has a bed, and there's a woman inside in a bikini, like a live woman. Like they pay, no. they pay women to sit there while you check in, and they're just kind of like. Is it a tanning bed? No, no. They just lay there. Yeah. <laughs> you like spritz them or? Anything? No, no, no. Like they're they're behind glass, and I, you know, actually, sounds like a strip. Actually, I don't know. Well, I'm telling you, it's Hollywood. I don't know if uh, post me too, if the Standard Hotel has survived, and maybe I'm. Is that really true? That's I'm a real down. thing, dude. I'm going That's, to the Standard Hotel. It's been a long time. Like it's been there for a while. So anyway. Okay, yeah, I'm headed there. So you, you didn't have any bikini clads in Portland because they don't have hairy armpits. It'd be gross. Hairy armpits, and they don't <laughs> see a lot of sun. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was it, no, it was a bizarre, bizarre place. And the, you know the motto of Portland? Uh, what is it? Keep Portland weird. Keep Portland weird? Yeah. That's actually an Austin thing. Yeah, I've seen it in Austin as well. But yeah. keep Portland weird is. It was a cute motto until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, now, well, that once they defunded the police in Portland, it's bad. I don't know if you've seen some of these uh, videos, but I have, the I downtown have Portland, like, the cops are standing there. Some guy comes up and does donuts in front of the cop. Yeah, yeah, Flips I've seen the it. cop off and runs away. Um, all right, so you drove the Western Corridor. Yes, all the way up, and then I flew home to do some work, and then my wife drew drove across through Montana and then down to Utah, so we had a, a funeral and a homecoming and a farewell all that was the homecoming and farewell same family same day and the funeral also same family a grandparent uh the day before so wow. it was a busy it was a very busy time what have we been up to like we're, we're warming up to go to a, a weekend getaway the fourth of july is fast approaching we'll be going oh, to st george for a couple up. days oh, that makes sense yeah yeah so i'm taking thursday and friday off and uh you're abandoning I'm, me. Air quoting off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Thursday and Friday remote on I on I-15, and uh, we're gonna go to Rachel's mom's house and sit by the pool and play pickleball and go oh, explore the Martian landscapes of adjacent parks and and it's gonna be warm. It's true. Are the um, boys coming down? They are. They are. Yeah. So uh, Luke will be there on Sunday. Josh will be there on Saturday. And then we're gonna stay a couple more days, so we're come, we're, we're gonna drive back on the Fourth of July. 
On the fourth. So the only people at home guarding the place will be the armed guards and hounds that I leave to watch the place. Are you going to release this after you leave then? (laughs) Oh, I can just release after we leave. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway. uh, So I have, have you ever done like honeydews for your wife and then like you're like super excited and you're like, oh, you got this. These, so why my wife was gone, I got a few projects. And we, you know, you've told oh, me yeah. that you love to do projects. So I'm like, I'm going to do a Randy. Yeah, no, when my wife's gone, I have more energy than when she's, when she's around. I feel like I commit a, a huge part of emotional energy to like, hey, is everything okay? Are we doing okay? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. And when she's gone, I'm just like, I'm going to wreck this place. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Tear down the walls. <laughs> so I start, I, in, I installed a, a reverse osmosis system. Nice. It took me four days, but it I, it works. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, it was funny too because tools are everywhere. Yeah, the, the whole project's everywhere. Right, and nobody's home, so I'm like, oh, I can just leave it. Yeah. So when I got frustrated, I would just like I'm going. I'll go do something else. So that I'd do something else to kind of noodle the problem and come back. I'm like, oh, well, tools I are here. I, I, can, I think I could do it this way. Let's do it different. Yeah, yeah, and it works. <laughs> so I got that installed. I got the carpet cleaner to come. Nice. Because we have a puppy, and that's nasty. Yeah. And uh, so that the carpet cleaner came. And then I have um, a friend of mine help me install these can lights that she's wanted. And I'm like, oh, sweet. So she comes home, and these are the these are the well, exciting so, things, right? Yeah, and I'm assuming you, you didn't tell her you are doing all these things? No. Oh, no. okay. So she was excited. And then the next day, she gives me, like, four other projects to do. And I'm yeah, like, what? What? <laughs> I thought I bought time. I thought about time. No, does that happen to you? Because I know it happens. To does other it happen people. to me? It doesn't mean my wife is bad at all. She's not nagging me. It was just like it was like one of those things that I was like, oh, cool, we're on the. Path. Like historically, has it happened to me? Yes. And I don't know if Rachel's just lost all confidence in me, but like, she just lets me go at my own pace now. <laughs> so like, you know, we remodeled our kitchen, but there's still like five things to do in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like, I right. still have to lay some tile. I got to do baseboards. I still haven't done crown molding. Like, there's like, like seriously five things, and we're just making pancakes and using that kitchen. It looks so, great, by the way. Thank you. I don't you. think I've said that on the air. Oh, I appreciate. I that. went over and visited, and it was it looks amazing, <laughs> especially because I kind of felt like your old kitchen was was okay. Nah, I mean, it was, it was functional. It was dated. But this is yeah. I want. I just even thought the layout was made was difficult. Oh, it was a little bit awkward. Yeah. It was a little, it was a little bit. Narrow is like taking a, a, a taking back that corner and getting rid of that door just gave you. It doesn't think you wouldn't think it gave you that much room, but it gave you, you really a ton. wouldn't. And in the front room, it gives you room. Yeah, the room, the room that the, do- to, to, to the doorway that we close in the front also is like wow, it just feels bigger, and it's weird. But I'm glad you feel that way. I'm like we're, we uh, we are really enjoying it. We're having a great time with it. That's truly. awesome. So yeah, so you thought you bought yourself some leash, but or some runway, but you didn't. No, I was just kind of, I was a little surprised. I was kind of shocked. I was like, uh, sure, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she wasn't being naggy about it at all. She wasn't. This is definitely not anything. I think it's more about the female psyche than anything else. So yeah, dude, she's walking. She's a walking punch list. She's got. She's got. She's got lists for days. You yeah. can't. You can't. If you can't exhausted the, the list, I don't even know what would happen. Like can't if you if you end. finish the end of the list. Like, does somebody stop breathing? Like, what happens then? We're all, <laughs> we're all translated in the blink of an eye. Exactly. So, my other question for you is, yeah. um, we've talked about this off the air. This okay. Is, well, should we do a disclaimer, political alert? Uh, okay, we're gonna do a political, but it's gonna be light fair. Light no matter, fair. no matter how hard this question, it's gonna be light fair. 
Okay, so I have been noodling this. I have talked to you about this, and okay. I continue to uh, do noodle it, and I still am on the same conclusion. I'm not off it. However, I have softened a little bit because the bellwether is, a, you know, someone we mutually know, and as I kind of asked this question, nothing changed. So, yeah, I think that Donald Trump is our next president. Okay. I think the only way he's not our next president is yeah. if Biden pardons him. And you think this because? Because I think unless Donald Trump committed treason by meeting with China and giving them, tra you know, uh, giving them secrets, secrets, to, or whatever. secrets to a Fort Knox on how to get in, uh, it's, it's not, you know, you don't indict presidents. Look, I... I even was against, I am no fan of the Clintons. And I, I think that Mrs. Clinton had done quite a few criminal things when it comes to, as far as criminal state, process state, crimes. State secrets, right, right yeah. Uh, and what she did with her server in the bathroom and all that stuff was, it was, was against the law. She yeah. didn't get prosecuted for it. And I think we were better off that they didn't. Well, okay, so not only did she not get prosecuted for it, but there's strong evidence that she tried to cover it up, and she didn't get prosecuted for that either. Yeah, and so I'm kind of I'm kind so, of okay with it. So here's my here's my thing with here's my thing with Trump. Did you read the indictment? No. I mean, I didn't read. Here's the whole my thing. thing with Trump. Well, if you look at what he is on record saying, according to the recordings, he's he's recklessly flouting and trying to get around the law. And I think that reckless is the word that I would use, right? Right. My problem with this whole thing isn't that. My problem with the whole thing is that zoom out, like rewind three months before they're giving him a hard time. What are they doing there? They have no business being there. We now know that Mike Pence had a closet full of documents. We know that Joe Biden had three closets full of documents. They were so in his garage. They were in his garage. They were they were hectoring former President Bush be or Trump because they want to hector former President Trump. Right. And so the fact that we recorded former President Trump recklessly flouting the law, that's a problem. You know what else is a problem? Who are these clown show morons that are chasing around former presidents as if we didn't elect them? We did elect them. They are the senior most law enforcement officers in the country. They get to have all the secrets. And you're like, well, we, we don't want Trump having all the secrets. Then don't elect him. Well, we didn't elect him, but we did. Yep. That's right. That's where I land. However, so I think that what they have done is they've turned him into a martyr. And I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that dog hunts. I do. They have not. Well, I know. I know that he has problem. with me. I know he has with you. I know he has with his party. But bro, our bellwether. You're it's correct. the it's the middle. The, the middle didn't reelect him, and the middle is not buying it. I think there's one more piece to the puzzle that's just starting to drop. Well, okay, I, I, I can allow this. Let's hear this. The Hunter Biden sweetheart deal. Hunter Biden wasn't elected. He is a criminal. Yeah. He's a, he's admitting to being a criminal. Yeah. And on top of that, he he's a tax evader. On top of that, he uh, you know all these different things. And on top of that, he had a criminal crim, criminal enterprise going on that he used with his father. Now, do I think we should go after Biden and impeach him? No, I don't. Leave oh, him alone. However, hard Hunter, pass. Hunter Biden's supposed to be in jail, and the fact that you give him a sweetheart deal only enhances the fact that Donald Trump is being turned into a martyr. And the only way they're going to get out of this is if Biden himself pardons him. 
Yeah. So I, I guess I don't want to talk more about politics. So I find that interesting. I, I, though. I, I, I think in another time I would agree with you. If if Trump hadn't lost re-election and lost the midterms, then I would agree with you. That's but a, but he lost both. The mid, I think. That and he both, lost both by losing the middle, and I don't think the middle's coming yeah, back. I think that the, what you're overlooking is both of those have exigent circumstances. One was, one was COVID, COVID, and the other one, uh, the other one is just. He chose some bad people, but the problem is him choosing bad people is different from him being it. Yeah. Do I want Donald Trump to be the next president? No, I don't. Not because I hate him, because I don't. I don't. Either. I just don't want the angst. It's it's a lot of angst. It's a lot of overhead. However, was I better off? The answer is yes. And I think at the end of the day, now we're going into a hyperinflation situation. We were so much better off. Ugh. I think we're going to have an economy where we're going to need it, and I think that they're going to. And he's. And here's the problem. He's going to be the nominee. Yeah, it's looking like it. You can't. You, no one else is going to come close. Even though okay. I love Tim Scott, I think he's a freaking amazing. No, dude, all of our down ticket candidates are really good. They're good. There's some really good down ticket candidates. Have you seen Vivek much? Yeah, he's amazing. He's really and, good. And uh, and Nikki Haley is, like, she's really precise. She doesn't pop that well on television, but like her actual words are super strong. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, there's just great down ticket candidates. So all right. Where are we? That's my so, so we're coming up on, on July. Yes. Got more going on. Besides what do I have going on? I'm, I'm thinking about taking a vacation. So I, I have this weird thing. So our our church has a have, has a youth camp for a few days, and uh, I'm thinking about leaving the incredibly bloodthirsty hounds alone at home, <laughs> and taking my wife away for a couple of days and using the free babysitting. You know what Wait, I'm saying? The- Bloodthirsty hound. Wait, isn't, isn't I'm making a joke about how I'm I'm not trying to tell everyone that I'm leaving my house empty. For oh a few yeah, days. yeah, yeah. No, that, that's the the, the caged. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the caged dogs that I only feed once yeah. a month. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, so I'm thinking about taking a getaway, and that'll be in a couple weeks. So that should be interesting. I haven't done one of those in a while. You know, it's it's weird to live in a time with my wife where we aren't desperate for a getaway. <laughs> <laughs> and where going to a hotel isn't a huge material upgrade on our own house. Like those are, those used to be like characteristics of True. my young, my young parenting. Like the hotel was always nicer than my own place. And the kids aren't and, there. And I needed to get away from the kids so badly I could taste it. And now the kids are fine. They leave us, leave us plenty of space. The house is nice. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it's it interesting gonna... you say that because I'm at the same place. Like, cause like, where are we going to go? That's the problem with living in LA too. Is like, where are we going to go? With, it's nicer. You know what I mean? You can go to the Newport Beach. I'm like, cool, but that's kind of L.A. I mean, I can go to Newport Beach for the, the day. Dude. Yeah, I don't know about Santa Barbara. Have you stayed there before? Yeah. No, you don't. It's fine. It's fine, but I don't drive into Santa Barbara and go, ooh, an upgrade on my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> There's some pretty decent food spots there, They have like a Santa nice Barbara. little. <laughs> <laughs> he ate a bug. I think I had a bug. And I've been working on it for the last five minutes trying to work around it. <laughs> the look on your face like, uh, it was like the risk, the risk of the outdoor podcast. You uh, saw it here, folks. I nearly died by eating a bug. We talked so you know, much like, our mouths too. I like Santa Barbara. There's, they, have some, they have some nice downtown places and they have some really nice hotels. But like, it's not like the whole place feels nice. Like, it's kind of a middle America, California town with nice parts. You know what I mean? And like, there's yeah. places that just feel nice, and not very many by the coast. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't love Santa Barbara. 
when I went. I, I've had good times there, though. That, that's Are why. You? I, uh, yeah. Well, I, I should give it another try. Maybe that's where I'll go for a getaway. I don't know. It's not I don't know anywhere else to go. You know where's not terrible is, uh, and it's kind of fun to go to, San Diego. San Diego's great. San Diego, San Diego. but the, the way you got to go, I want to try doing this. Uh, take a train instead of drive. Oh, that's fun. Because I would much rather sit on the train and go down there than I would. That's fun. Driving down there is terrible. Yeah, it can be. That's for sure. Unless you're going at like, I did that drive a couple weeks ago and it was just nasty. Nighttime was okay. We were good. But the next day it was like four hours home. Should have been two. I didn't shoot you a lot of topics in our text thread. No. So I'm going to have to start in-depth interviewing you. William. Yes, sir. What are your top two concerns this week? Not politics. This week. I want to get back on my exercise regimen. Okay. I've kind of gotten off. And, like, it's so funny how fast you forget, like, the yeah. feeling. Yeah. But ever since I, my, you know, my class has been over, yeah. I don't have a reason to have to be super disciplined. Yeah. So because of it, I'm not. And what's number two? Number two is find more deals. Oh yeah, yeah. gotta get some deals going. Gotta get some more deals going. I heard, I heard of one deal. Is that still happening? One big deal that you've been trying to get forever? Uh, we, yeah, but it's not gonna happen. It was, it was a, it was a long shot anyway. It's always and, a long shot. Yeah, and I was telling my client, I'm like, this, like, we gotta try, but I don't think it's gonna happen. See, so you're not super high hoped on that one. No, no, I think it'll fall out actually this week, but um, part of that's the client. Uh, I feel bad for the client because at one point the property is worth like 40 million. Yeah. And then uh, they couldn't sell it because um, the the parent was still alive. I see. And so when she passed away, it was just right after. In hindsight, you can tell that it's right after the window of that 40 million. And so we were probably talking mid-20s, you know, like 26, something like that. And you're like, hey, how could it fall that much? Well, what happened was is downtown L.A. had a tremendous amount of Chinese money come in. Oh, I see. And they, so and they, they inflated the market. Big time. Yeah. And that's fine. You can do that. And, and if you ride that, that, but now it's coming back down. And, and he's going to be lucky to get 18. Yeah. That might be even high. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. And I think that he and and I really he runs the building and that's how he has his uh, that's how he does his, um, you know, he pays for his family and he wants to retire. Oh, okay. so he wants to basically retire with a similar income that and so use that use the the money from the sale and then put invested in stuff and have have that income. Yeah. Well, it's, it feels like with Decca Millions, you could probably do all right. On- yeah, but it's not just him. Yeah, like he, it's him and his family. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a, it's a group, and so at the end of the day, I think he's not, he, he's not gonna be able to obtain that. Yeah, which is, is uh, I think difficult. Okay. And I feel bad for him. So part all right, of what are like, your what are your wait, top two things you're excited about this week? Excited about? Yeah. I'm excited to get back into a routine. Yeah. Traveling a lot, like. You and Max are interesting that way. My son Max leaves high school. Like three days later, he just confesses. He's like, you know, I miss a routine. <laughs> yeah, I need it. And he's kind of lounging around. He's playing Zelda, and he's he gets stuff together with his friends at nights. But he's like, he really does. He's really kind of excited to start going to camps in a week or two and yeah, get back it. into a process. I need I need that. I need the break. 
I need I just need the structure. My a uh, friend of mine was telling me today. He's like he's like I'm not gonna be around this weekend. I'm like all right, see ya. And he go, I go what are you doing? He goes I don't know. I just need to get away and be alone. I'm like what? What? He goes, yeah, I just need to be alone. Try to like he's trying. He's an entrepreneur. He wants to think about his business and stuff like that. And he goes, don't you do that? I'm like uh, no. Never. Oh man, I so I've only ever done it a few times, mostly on accidents, usually like business travel or something. But I'm stunned by if I just get like, because I'm always with somebody. I get up, I have early morning meetings, and then I run and have five minutes of lunch, and then I have all afternoon meetings, and then my kids are there, and I go hang out with my kids, and then I talk to my wife for an hour and a half, and then I go to bed like at ten, right? Like right. people are there the whole time. Right. So if I get like four hours of just alone time like I'm dry, like once I drove to Las Vegas and I was working at Disney and I had this product that needed some innovation and I drove to Las Vegas and in the th- in the three and a half hours like I had an hour of just like coming down of not being with people and then I had three hours of the most pure innovation I've ever had <laughs> like I invented this sick project and I came back and I made a prototype of it and I showed it to my leaders and they're like what happened? When'd you do this? I'm like, when I was driving to Vegas, they're like, you got to drive to Vegas more often. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> so I can do that, right? But okay. it's forced. Like you said, it's forced. Yeah. But if I were to like, hey, I'm going to go to, I think he's going to San Diego. And sure. He's gonna, I'm going to San Diego. I'm going to book myself a hotel. I'm going to be in the hotel and be alone and think. Oh, I got some, I, I have done that before. So that's I only can't. because, well, because I used to be, I used to be a writer. And whenever I didn't have time to write or I got writer's block, did like spend $120 on a hotel and you can go knock out pages and chapters and just that's so how it worked I, for you. That's how I do it. Well, if I need to isolate, but again, I now I now I my kids aren't bugging me all the time and, and my life's pretty good. So, like, I could probably just go to my office now and just do it. It's like, but it used to be a thing I had to do, huh? Strange. No, I can't do it. I can do it in forest when I drive, I'm the same way. And it's usually that that space around you know between uh, in Utah between uh, the Arizona border and California, yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah, actually, from the Arizona border, you just, going you, south. Th- that's Arizona that's border, Nevada. Yeah, you, <laughs> you said to, Nevada, and it is terrible. It's to, well, you go Nevada, and even really California is just terrible. Oh, you're talking about oh yeah, that Baker and oh, it's terrible. Barstow, yeah, it's not great. I don't know how Baker's even a town. Yeah, I actually plan trips around not stopping in Baker. I literally do. I'm like, no, we're getting gas here. Why? Because otherwise we're stopping in Baker, and I don't want to stop in Baker. (laughs) I think because it bums me out every time I go there. It's depressing. Yeah. Did you know? I think it's the number. I think it's the largest Tesla charging station between between here and Vegas. Yeah, that's kind of fun. And when you go there, like if you stop, there's that shell at the at the end of the. um, If you're going south, it's the very end of Baker. Yeah. The the two blocks. And it's got, I don't know, it's, it's got to have 50 charging stations. Okay. It's a lot. Oh, have you done, we haven't talked about this. Have you done long travel no, with your uh, one. With I your went to, uh, uh, what, Solvang. Are you not a fan? I would never do a long, I would never do a long trip. There, uh, That is the number one problem with electric cars. I thought maybe with uh, rapid charging and with the driving for you that it would ameliorate your rapid charging problem but no no it's you still have to wait for whatever 20 minutes yeah i mean like you 15 20 but it doesn't so uh i don't know if we've talked about this but if you put in your so i always put in my address into the car to to, to, when i'm going yeah for whatever reason i just like it and so if you're going to a place where it can see you're not going to make it on the charge you have It'll tell you it, it automatically routes you, yeah, to a charging station, and it'll tell you charge for five minutes. 
So the and the, the weird part about the batteries are the first if it's empty, right? Zero to fifty percent. Yeah. Tra charges something like twice as much as fifty to a hundred. Right. So it will tell you, it knows that, right? And it factors it in and basically tells you the fastest route to where you're going. Oh, I see. So it'll say, it'll take you to a charger, it'll say plug in 10 minutes, plug in 10 minutes, and then go. So. I mean, that sounds cool. It, it is it coolish, but, but your char, you know, my, I think I have a 320 range or something like that if it's max full. And yeah. then on the freeway, that's another odd thing about. Electric cars is they don't get as good as mileage on the freeway. They get less. Yeah. Because they have no regenerative braking. Yeah. So you get better gas mileage-ish, you know, air quotes, uh, you know, wattage mileage uh, in in a neighborhood, in the town, and on a crowded freeway. I see. But if you're, like, cruising to Vegas, you know, no. So Clark's done it. Not a fan. Clark, Clark hates um, traveling. I see. In a car. Okay. But... He he took it. He's you know, he did take it up to Utah, and he said that it was not fun. All I right. A, so I my two concerns took it across, across, uh, across the country, and it was like they stopped every couple hours. It's just not there yet. I think once you have a 400 mile to 500 mile range, then I think it makes sense because then you're you naturally want to get out that at about that. Yeah. And and if it's 15, 20 minutes, whatever, you you're normally Cybertruck, baby. Cybertruck. Yeah, but we don't know. You know, we have no idea what that's gonna be. <laughs> no, we don't. All right. So my two worries of the week are um in one of the markets that we opened our game in, uh, we started getting bug reports from players that said, Hey, I can't pass a level. I try and pass it and then my game freezes up and I restart and I pass it again and my game freezes up. And this is the worst kind of bug. So then we so we download the logs of that player, and you can kind of see their player behavior. And based on the logs, you can often find the bug. But sometimes bugs are just not in the logs. So we have this ghost bug that's starting to affect our long-term performance. Oh no! And uh, and and so as a and on Saturday was like this is an all hands get everyone figured figure it out. And so we down. So I found all these these. These our players are in Brazil. I found all these players. I translated all of their bug concerns. I sent it on to the team and got them started. It took us took us two and a half days, but we just released a fix today that we think is going to solve it. And it's actually one of those. It's one of those bugs. that's a huge bummer because it wasn't actually something we did. It's like something that in the game engine that we use that's supposed to work in a certain way. And it just doesn't work, and so we have to hack around it. That's kind of oh, what we've no. found. So um, hopefully we got to it in time that we didn't do too much damage to our long-term Because people quit. I mean, like, if you can't get past the level, they just quit. You know, right. you know, there's other games. So that's been one of the worries this week. Can't you pass them, like, artificially? Don't they? The part, isn't part of the model that, hey, you can buy your way around it? Can't you give them a credit so they can buy around it or something? Yeah, when we get more robust live tools, we'll have a bunch of stuff like that. Right now, we can just get those reports and fix the game and relaunch. So, is this, re -release is this still Treasure Party or it's a new, new game? Yeah, no, it's Treasure Party. That's going to be the only game that we're, we're, we're focusing on this game in a laser like way for the whole 100 people in our company um, because we have evidence that that's a really wise use of our resources and we're fingers crossed going to prove it to the world shortly. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. So What's that's your other concern? worry? My other concern this week has been. Um,
<laughs> this is good. No, like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm trying to think about what I should say about it. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. So uh, we had some uh, people that we care about in our in our congregation at church who died this week. Oh yeah, you, you heard about that. And that's that's having, that was, a, that that's was, having a big impact on a lot of people in our congregation. I I didn't personally know him that well. But that was, it was but expected. my son has actually been ministering to him, and so it's affecting him. It was expected though, wasn't it? Uh huh. If you're paying attention, it was one of the things that we've observed is that people had such an affection for this family and this man that. At least until very recently, people had this belief that he'll pull through. He's, he's going to pull through, and I'm just like, that's not what it looks like. You know what I mean? And uh, and he did not. Um, but um, but it's a really like it's a relief to his family and to his wife that he passed because he was suffering with cancer, and so it's uh and and they they feel comforted by by the beliefs that they hold in the glorious resurrection, and and so. He, they're giving uh, they're giving us permission to feel comfort as well, which is nice. He uh, when I found out that he passed away, actually I was watching your congregation because uh, Liam's best friend Adam was. Oh his yeah, he had a mission. Mission. But we were up in Utah, so I was watching. Got it. I was going to text you while I was doing it because I thought it was funny. But uh, yeah, that I, so I saw that they they announced uh, that he passed away. Um, so he and I actually have a common client. Oh, okay. Uh, and so I texted my client. I said, I don't know if you know, but, you know, he passed away. And he's like, I'd heard he was having a hard time. And he goes, that's really sad. He says, he's a really good man, blah, blah, blah. And he said all these nice things. And he says, <laughs> that he's like, so is the services going to be at the, the temple in Westwood? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a chapel probably here in Valencia. And he's yeah, like, yeah. okay, let me know. So... Yeah, uh, to hear some people tell it, it could be the temple in Westwood that he has enough friends here and there. I, I've heard a few things. So this this is a person of means, and they've done some really generous things for people in our town. But generous to the level of like, wow, I, I'm not sure I've ever heard of that before. So, yeah. Well, he's a very very. It was a very generous person. He's very successful. Yeah. Good guy. His yeah. wife is awesome. So you know, I have concerns about our our congregation making sure everyone lands lands upright after this event. But, uh, yeah, I don't have, like, look, I, it's been a good couple of weeks for me at work. Yeah, you, know, you guys have heard, I, I'm always complaining about how stressed I am at work. And I don't know what has changed, but something has changed where I feel like maybe I'm kind of ahead of it a little bit. And I haven't felt ahead of it for going on six months, you know, so it's nice. I feel like you should knock on wood or something. Well, I know, look, <laughs> I, I'm not going to act like I've overcome because I've, because we're trying to do something extraordinary. And I learned that I'm learning every day. That doing something extraordinary does not is not a you don't arrive at it and then claim it. It's a process that you rise to and then persist in. And I'm having a hard time with that. Isn't that <laughs> almost everything? It is. It is. I was telling the trainer guy. So I, as you know, I I go to this trainer, and the reason I go to the trainer is because I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about what what my body does, and it has improved. And I was yeah. telling him today, like I just come to a conclusion that I can't. So I do keep getting injured at different times, and there's just like bizarro injuries. Like one, it wasn't even with him. I was stretching, and I pulled something. It's just being fifty, you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's what he keeps telling me. He's like, you just have to put into context that your mind is probably stronger than your body is now. Right? Yeah. So, so uh, I said, well, I don't think I, I don't think I'll ever be able to do. I think I can't remember what I, I was saying. He's like, no, you can. But it takes time, consistency, 
and consistency and time. Mm, and in, interesting. If, you, if you put in that kind of time, then you'll get there. It's not like when you were a kid where you could just to show up, show up stuff. for four weeks and all of a sudden you gain 30 pounds and yeah. you're, you're ripped like a, no, it's going to take, you know, months and, and years of consistency. So I'm, uh, I'm with you. That's because I do have a question though. Okay. Before you get to your two hopes. Yeah. Um, one of my questions, can you reinvent yourself at 50? Now I'm uh, not, don't have people, uh, look, people don't, don't go crazy. I'm not trying to reinvent myself. I do have a comfort level yeah. with my stress. I have a comfort level with my, I, I'm, I, I do well at what I do, but I could do way better. I, I believe, and it, I, I believe the answer is yes. And I believe that there's only two kinds of change in the history of the world. And the two kinds of change are systemic change, like we just talked about, where you, you by, by virtue of discipline, a combination of discipline and hope, you start to do things differently in a systematic way. That's one way. That's the most common human change. You, and it takes time and consistency and consistency and time. Timing. That's number one. And yes, you can totally reinvent yourself doing that. And then number two um, is much more rare and it's, and, it's, and it's religious in nature. It's a miraculous conversion. It can be, it's instantaneous, but it also results in permanent change. And it almost never happens. So, See, so if you of... want to reinvent yourself, you should think hard about number one and just and just pick the thing, and do it. And it's one of the main tenets of that of the book that the, by uh, what's his face, the Rules for Life. Uh, it's the Seven Habits. No, no Kobe? rules rules for life. The guy, it's the guy oh, that, uh, that's super controversial now. Yeah, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson's Rules for Life. The, the, I've read that. Have you read it? Yeah, I read it. I'm a oh, big, I think you told me to I'm read it. I'm a big it. fan. And and the thing that I'm a big fan about was it's like one of his things is like, you know, pick a small thing and then do it until you always do it. Like make your bed. And then once you've made your bed, great. Now clean your house. Do it until you always do it. And now that you're doing that, now get up at certain hours and be up certain hours and go to bed at a good time. Okay, now that you're doing that, he's literally teaching young adult men who have, who have, who have been raised to be catastrophes how to, by way of discipline and time, make themselves into full human functioning men. And, and that th those principles apply to us at every age. I think my problem right now is I see that I can do this in many areas right yeah I have probably five I, avenues I think you have to pick you have to pick the one that matters most you know but they're all interrelated and so I I, I, I part of me wants to choose this and choose that but they're, they're kind of all interrelated I can't stop one and just keep going with it look I don't think but I look it, if I if to, you believe the rules for life and not everyone does if you do What's going to reveal itself is that by doing one, it inspires the other. And then by doing the other, it inspires another. And like, you're going to find that like, by picking the one that matters most, the other ones start to start to become easier to do. So I'm pretty good at the physical now. Yeah. I'm pretty good at the, uh, I'll give you an example of something I, I, I wasn't good at that I'm, I think I'm way better at now. And that is because I have, I teach this class, right? I, Reading scripture is, is, is something that's always been important to me, yeah. but I've never been, uh, there's been periods of my life where I've been really good at it, but uh, but now I, 
I'm I'm even better at it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, and, and I re- it makes perfect sense because I'm I'm because by virtue of the work that I'm doing at church, I'm finding that I'm I have access to a, a level of discernment and spirituality that I didn't used to have access to just because I'm using it more often. Right. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? Right. And so I find myself doing really good at the things I think that that I should have been doing good and I know that I should have been doing good at that you know it's like you said what are the things one of the things I want to get back for this week is I need to get back on track to that when you're traveling you, it's very hard to have a good schedule and yeah. you know exercise so I'm looking forward to doing that uh the question is can I do it at work do I want to go back to because of what I do you really have to go back to the basics and the basics yep. are things that you want to outgrow in the, in my business okay so and you can't you can't you 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 can in a sense you can get to a comfortable level and you're kind of okay uh, there's a senior guy but in your company that growing. does it in an interesting way that seems a little more civilized than what you're de- describing yeah he's he's <laughs> he, got he a different a, model though he does his model, but I think that's interesting. I think that's maybe the model you should target when you go I back. To, I can't. When you go back to the root. I don't have that. I don't have that uh, skill set. Oh, okay. Which is really interesting. <clears throat> okay. I've thought about it a lot. Like I am a real. I'll give you. Here's here's an interesting enigma about me. I am a very loyal person, but people aren't really loyal to me. Okay. I, I'm not saying that as a poor me. It's just that I don't <clears throat> inspire that kind of loyalty. I can inspire leadership. But it's not, it's a respect leadership. Yeah. Right? And in some ways, the, but, but that senior partner that I have, he inspires a loyalty. And I've, I've observed him, and I have no idea how he does it. Okay. I just don't even know what the, the skill set is for that. Okay. And, uh, and the reason why his, his um, business is a little different is that he has a core set of clients yeah. that only do business with him. That's cool. And so because of that, he's got this kind of always serving the clients. Now, I like that. It just doesn't seem to be. I have maybe a couple of clients that would rather do business with me. We have one. Clark and I have probably one client that only will do business with us, but he doesn't do. He does transactions every couple of years. Well, look, I want to speak to your question, though. Like, can you reignite that? Like, it, yes, but it's going to be hard. And I don't believe, and I believe the way to do it is the freaking Jordan Peterson way, which is first make your bed. What's the equivalent of making your bed in that thing? Because you're, because right now you're thinking about your, I know what you're doing. You're thinking about the moment in your career when you are most good at doing these 10 things that you don't want to do anymore. And you're like, how do I get exactly back to that? I'm like, don't think that way. Think Think what is what is the making your bed version of that and start doing that every day <laughs> and then layer on top of it. What's the clean your room version of that and layer that on top and build with consistency and time to the new thing that you want. I just remember when I started what and I do like what I do. Uh, I just remembered I was so excited about and it. And by the way, I'm, I'm sympathetic. I, every day in my job, I'm like. I really thought like, cause like, I think people would listen to me on this podcast and assume certain things about my job. And if you saw me, I'm like, I'm doing really menial stuff sometimes. Like I'm, I'm taking crap that you would not expect me to take. You know what I mean? Right. I expected to grow out of certain things and by virtue of my title or my salary or the directory of my company, I think they would all be gone. And the fact is, nope, nope. I am, I am, I, I, I'm going to keep doing that. 
I almost feel like I... <laughs> until, until my company just like peaks out and I get to sell a bunch of stock or something. I'm not sure what, what, how, how the, what the exit strategy is, but I, I, know, I know this. I'm not on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, I, um, I can get excited. I need, I, need, I need things that will... Uh, what I was saying was in the beginning of what I do, um, there was a point where I started dreaming about it. Yeah. And that... Drive those those drives to Vegas. I found new and inventive ways to do it. Yeah, I feel uninspired about it right now, and I'm yeah. and I, that's what I'm looking for. How do I re-inspire myself about something I knew I I do love to do, I do like to do, but I'm not, I don't have that 30s, you know, in your 30s hunger that I've got to feed look, my poor I think kids. You, I think you should spend time visualizing the awesome parts of your job. Literally, like ten minutes in the morning, visualizing like all the parts, all something. the parts that you love, meditating about it. Yeah, but then when you plan, I think you have to scheme about the making your bed and the cleaning of the room. I think it's the combination of like, because it's like, like if you knew, for example, William, like we're in this big beautiful park. If someone's like, you can have that corner of the park right over there, and over here is a pile of stuff that you can build a mansion with. You can build it. It's all right there. Literally all the things. There's electrical, there's right. wood, right. there's plaster, there's all of it. And when you know that when you're done, the house is going to be worth 10 million bucks. Because right. it's a big, beautiful piece of property in the park, right? Right. Okay. Can you, Swing like, at this at this age, can Swing you build that house by yourself? Yeah. I think you can. Yeah. If someone, if you knew that in a year, that'd be 10 million bucks. But you know, dude, that's, that's what your, your, your profession, that ha- you have that. You, there is a pile of materials right there, and there is a corner of this market right there, and you know that if you swing that hammer, you're gonna get that result. I agree. I just, I think I, I like what you're saying. Visualize what you want to be, and then figure out what it means to make your bed. Yeah, that's the thing is, I don't think you can start grabbing that wood without thinking about the mansion. You gotta think yeah, about the mansion. Your blueprint laid out. And you were saying that, like, oh, you, you're not gonna go get what the partner has. Okay, what's the best version of what you can get? Uh, you need to think about that and dream about it and make it make it a thing you care about you know yeah good point so um along with build your mansion i had a weird experience it's got weird got me over here just giving giving pep talks giving yeah, giving we pep had, talks. We, so was it, we give each other pep talks okay. all the time and you we do. haven't been able to do it you later. do yeah, yeah so we just did one on air yeah congratulations welcome to our world so uh i was um I was driving up, dropping my, my daughter off at camp, and as I was driving up, when I was in high school, I dated a girl for uh, three years. Yeah, we, we've, we've discussed her. She's a good influence on you. She was a great influence on me. Uh, I, I can't imagine the life I would have had. It doesn't make any sense. I'd have no nostalgia about, about you know, had stayed with her or anything like that. Yeah. However, they did have this really, really, really beautiful cabin. Uh, up in the mountains, and um, they had just finished it when um, I left to Texas. Okay. And uh, while I was gone at Texas, my family went and stayed there a couple times. I mean, it's it's enormous. It's like 13,000 square feet almost. And so uh, the matriarch of the family and the patriarch, they're both passed away, and so now uh, the the, uh, the kids are, are needing to sell it. So I'm dropping my daughter off at the camp she's working at over the summer, and I there's a for sale sign, out in front of this place that they had built. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I check it out. So here's an interesting principle. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Can, 
I'll, I'll ask it in a question, and and then I'm. I, but I do have an answer. I'm curious about your, your. Maybe this is a bit of a setup. Ready? Can you overbuild? Yes, hundred percent. This is philosophical. Okay, though. all right. Right? Can you overbuild in lots of different things? So in this case, it's real estate. The question is. So they did. They overbuilt. They basically built this 13,000-square-foot thing. It's probably anywhere else <laughs> in the mountains up there. It would yeah. have been worth, like, you know, $20 million. It's now probably not worth five. Okay. Which is, I mean, you're like, well, that's $5 million. Well, yes, but. But. Right? So we're in this park, and we have these houses around us, right? Can yeah. You, can you see what you could do to some of these houses that would make them fantastic. But the question you have to ask yourself is putting that kind of, of effort and money in or resources into it, would you ever get it back? No, you have to ask that constantly in real estate. That's the big risk of real estate. So do you have to ask that in life? Do you have to ask that in life? Well, like it depends on your point of view on life. By the way, we have one listener that hates our philosophical questions. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Okay. He's like, if I have to listen to one more hour of that, sorry, it's not a whole hour. All right, but it's it's. I don't know what you mean. So, what do you mean? So do you, can you overbuild in your life in in certain areas of your life? So I mean, that's a really sad answer to that question. The answer is you can overbuild, and, and you have to be careful to balance your life. For instance, can you overbuild your business? The answer is yes, to the extent. Of you didn't put a lot, you didn't put enough balance into your family. At the end of the day, sure, you know this person who passed away. If we were able to interview him right at the end, do you think the the success in 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 property and uh, yeah, I don't know his walk, so I don't know if he was if he was balanced or not. He was balanced, but 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 the question like. I, I heard this. I don't know if it's a comedian or, or just philosopher. You know, I've used it quite a few times. There's no hearse behind. There's no uh, U-Haul behind the hearse, right? It's just the no. Hearse. Yeah, yeah. So, but so, I mean, I've heard some things that indicate that he knew that. So I don't know if that's he true. He did, and I'm not using him as a, as an example of the not the way to do it. I, I I'm kind of, and I and I do think you can have both. But you know, can you spend too much time in the gym? A hundred, <laughs> yes. Right. Can you spend like, too much? Almost time? all pursuits are are yes. are all are almost all pursuits after a certain point are meaningless, and you can overbuild. Correct. Almost all pursuits. Correct. You can overbuild on on health on 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 your fascination with health. With put putting doing it incorrectly, you can absolutely over-index on church. You can't over-index on proper understanding of faith matters. But you can over-index on improper understanding of faith matters, and people do it all the time. True. Um, you can over-index. Can you over-index on family? I'll tell you what. One of the most controversial takes my wife has, um, and has always had, and I've never, I've never, I've always rolled my eyes at it. She's she has insisted that we have a life such that it our kids don't feel constant pressure to be our only source of delight. She's like. She's like, I want to delight in our kids, but I don't want them to feel the pressure that, like... Wait, she said this out loud? Yeah. And she says it to our kids. She's like, they, she's like, they don't exist to entertain us. They exist to have their own lives. Let's make sure that, that all the love and attention we give them doesn't translate to them into, you have to sing and dance for daddy all the time. <laughs> And she's oh. like, and she's like, when we're old, I want to do things and have things, such that the that our kids 
aren't the only thing that we have going for us. Well, as I enter into this stage of I think life, it's fascinating. I, I, I can understand that more. And I think if you would have asked me this same question 10 years ago, yeah. I would have scoffed at it. Right. Well, I, I've scoffed at it multiple times, but it's starting to look pretty good. I had an uncle and aunt who, <laughs> who like lived, they, they, like their whole, they raised their children, their business, everything was all in Boston. And then one day they moved to like this weird town in Arizona. Okay. Like outside of Tucson. And uh, just, it was like out of the blue. And I couldn't understand it for the life of me. Yeah. It's not close to an airport. Yeah. It wasn't close to people getting in. I mean, it was like, I guess Tucson Airport was kind of close, an hour and a half, but uh, but the not Tucson Airport away. is not very big. Yeah. It's not like you get a lot of good flights out of there. You go to Phoenix, you're into three hours. Yeah. So I was always, from my perspective of having little children at the time, I always looked at it from, why would you move away from the things of meaning in life? And now as I see, like, you, can, I, I'm not going to be able to control here. You know, I've got two kids off at college and one kid off on, as a missionary. And when he comes home, he'll have three kids at college. And, like, are we going to be able to control who they marry and where they move to? You are not. At all. At all. I mean, I dream about them coming back to California, but it's, it's is not, it likely? Is it likely? No, it's not likely. So that, that doesn't mean exercise and health and family and faith aren't aren't super important they're all those things together are, are start to make a life but i'll tell you okay i'll tell you i'll tell you what people overbuild on that i keep seeing that's been a concern lately i i, I have uh, i have a handful of friends who are doing well enough that they're like oh yeah no it, okay i think it's i think it's virtuous to take care of your adult kids I think it's virtuous to take care of your grandkids. But I have friends who are starting to build lives around doing that all the time and never tending to their own lives, never serving in their church, never right. serving in their community. Right. They're always like, well, I'm taking care of my kids and that's virtuous and it makes yeah, you feel good. I can see that. And it's like, dude, it it is virtuous sort of yep. to a point, but at some point you're just, that's not virtuous. At some yep. point you're just selfishly prosecuting this new vice. I now, 100%. <laughs> do you 100% agree? Because yeah, that's, boy, I, we got listeners right now that are like, what? Yeah, my whole plan was to sell my business so I could do that. I'm like, I'm like I get it. And goodness knows I'm going to want to do it. But if you sold your business. But if you never look around and go, yeah, am I helping my neighbor as much as I could? I'm like, yep. I, I would, but I I was too. I, I was. My, I had gonna go skiing this weekend with my kids up yeah. in up in Utah. You know. <laughs> I could see my kids. Uh, that I, I think I would love that balance. Like to be able to. I I could see that I'd be overbalanced in that. I could feel it because right because it, it would feel virtuous. Yeah. You'd be like, oh look, our our married kids are so tired, and when I take care of the kids, they're so happy, and yeah. like it is a virtue. I'm not saying it's not a virtue. I'm just saying that a virtue going to its logical limit just becomes a new hobby. Well, my wife. The reason we went up to. Uh, uh, Seattle is because her adopted mother well, this, this passed is away. Hot, t- hot take podcast. Jeez. Yeah, her adopted mother <laughs> passed away. <laughs> We're gonna walk down the halls of church and be like, "Thanks a lot, jackass." Yeah. <laughs> 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 so she moved up there and we're like, why are you moving so far up there? I'm like, we were basically the closest thing she had to family. Like, why are you moving all the way up there? And we never said it to her, but we, we did obviously offer to her, like, you can stay at our house or whatever. And she's like, no. And, and so now that my wife has gone up there several times, her friends are now her, uh, 
my wife's friend, my this, the, her name's Kyoko. She's passed away, so we can talk about her. But Kyoko sure. passed away. Yeah. And she had all these great friends up there in in uh, um, yeah. in Washington. And now that Belinda's gone up there to care for Kyoko and also care for her estate, she's made good friends with these friends. And so you can kind of see, like, wait a minute, these are meaningful relationships outside of family that that are important and they were important to those people and still to today so i can see that if you overbalance then you stop making meaningful relationships a meaningful impact on where you are where you where you are and you need and you're needed where you are you are or if you're not you should pick a place and be needed there yeah yeah so hey I, a couple of fun stories so uh my son max has a birthday coming up and we had this we had this weird thing happen where this girl from school texts my wife and she's like hey max is having a birthday coming up yeah and i want to throw a surprise party for him and i want to work with you on it she's like sounds cool she goes i think it should be a ted lasso themed uh (laughs) surprise party (laughs) and so my wife's like that sounds great and i love a theme party she loves a theme party she she talks a big game about not wanting to throw parties all the time but she loves she loves a good theme party so she starts planning this party and she gets a couple weeks out for the party and this girl uh, she's like, I've been inviting people. I need you to invite his friends from church. She's like, got it. We'll do. So we got some people coming, and uh, but we don't invite everybody because there's, there's a lot of crossover there. We're not sure who gets invited. And anyway, a week out, then this girl texts and she's like, hey, so I'm on a traveling sports team and we won in semifinals, so I can't be at the I can't be at the party. What? <laughs> And so Rachel's like, what? And so so suddenly we're throwing this party by ourselves. <laughs> and uh, Oh man. But um but Rachel already printed up a bunch of uh, Ted Lasso stuff. She got a Ted Lasso size standy uh, of Ted Lasso. And uh, and she put a bunch of Ted Lasso trivia on the walls and whatever. And Max got surprised and a bunch of people came and they oh, all wait, is that, you've already had it? We had the party. Oh. Yeah, we had the party. And it was, it was successful. And it was successful. It was a bunch of really, really good kids. Like most most kids from like the T V program at school. Um, and then a handful of we had some like noteworthy like missings and a handful of controversial non-invites, but we weren't inviting everybody, so you know we don't. Anyway, so, but uh, but but even with good kids, like we had a couple of fiascos. <laughs> Fiasco number one: there was Ted Lasso has his dartboard scene, so I hung oh, up a dartboard inside the house, the best and, scene and I put it against a piece of wood, thinking that'll, that'll get most of the stray darts, and the other ones I'll just patch with mud and we'll put a little bit of paint on the wall, we'll be fine. So, so I didn't get in a big enough piece of wood. There's a lot of holes in this wall. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's a problem. But number two, we're kind of close to some windows, and I'm like, it'll be fine. <laughs> and it's like somebody's like with all their might throws a dart, but they didn't even hit a close window, a far away window in a really weird place. Now it has like a dart hole in it. <laughs> so like, It didn't shatter it? It did. Yeah, there's a hole. And a crack, and uh, I mean, it's not shattered. There's not air going through it, but it's cracked, and so oh, I, I got to replace a window. So Wait, anyway. are they single or double pane? Single. Oh well, that's lucky. I single pane's easy. I think so. It's in a weird spot. I don't know. I'm gonna have to pay someone. It's not a window. I can okay, replace. Okay, so uh, I have a window guy at my house right now, giving me a bid. So I'll tell you if he's good. Okay. I'll pass right, the name on to you. So that's the Ted Lasso party. So the fun follow-up to this Ted Lasso party is now. 
my son Jonah and Max, they take they take turns hiding the Ted Lasso standy in different places in the house in an effort to jump the scare each other. What? The the standy oh. in an effort to jump scare each other. And I gotta tell you, they got me one time yesterday. I came up the stairs and there's this man standing there. I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> it's just Ted Lasso, and they've got each other multiple times. Jonah, so, what's the best part? Of it? Jonah just walked up. Come here, man. Come over, talk to us. So, what's the best part of hiding it? What's the, who did you get the best one? I. Okay, I'm gonna tell you the score. One, I think it's like ten, maybe eight. Ten to eight. I have one. <laughs> he has eight. I've gotten multiple. Times. <laughs> oh, so, he, so he's trying to get you, and you're trying to get him. Yeah. And the score right now is he's got you ten times, and he's you've got him one time. Tell us about the one time. So the one time I was like, okay, so he's out and about right now. So I think I'm just gonna hide it in his room. That way, I won't get jump scared by it myself. I'll just get <laughs> only Max will get jump scared. It was smart, but it was not. It was late, so he went to bed, and and Max came home at one in the morning, wandered upstairs, and opened the room, and was like, "Oh gosh, oh gosh!" <laughs> Were you awake waiting for it to happen? No, he just sent a text in the family chat. Just says, like, has a picture of it in his room and it just says I've been God <laughs> nice that's awesome yeah that's really good so that's a fun thing that happened this week by the way I have had Ted Lasso's socks for you for like oh, two months okay, well, two months ago and I kept thinking next time we pot I'm going to take them and they're sitting on my dresser So that's hilarious well you'll be happy to know that, Ted that Josh got or Max got four pair of of Ted Lasso socks from his friends from, from his friends. Yeah, I've got one for you. Sorry, so, uh, I saw them when they came out. And I'm like, oh, I gotta get these. So I have a pair. And you, so we'll do matching ones and put them yeah. on Instagram or something. All right, brother. Well, William, we did it. We had a podcast. <laughs> the jump scare. Shows. And uh, and now I know we can't talk about philosophical stuff. Next next episode is gonna be a total clown show. We're gonna talk about all the biggest nonsense in the world. Okay. I can't even wait. Let's see if we can record another one this week so that our because you're gone for next week. Yep. This has been the Waystation Podcast, your source for life tax, social commentary, outdoor sounds, and amazing stories. This is William. I'm Randy. Have a good day. Bye.